You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar. This is one of our highbrow radio shows here. <laughs> of course, uh, we have, as always, Mr. Dan Natterman and um, our go-to Comedian, when we need a highbrow comedian, Mr. Des Bishop oh, is here. Only my second time. You've only yeah. needed a highbrow comedian twice. <laughs> twice <yeah. laughs> well, and he's uh, he's our new go-to guy. New a new go-to guy. No, thank you. I like the honor. And I don't want to introduce him uh, improperly. His name is Reza Aslan. Thank you. Who is, thank uh, you. Is a world-renowned expert on religion. But you can. I don't know if you have any uh, how you like to be introduced. As Tracy uh, Morgan would say, he's an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like world-renowned expert in religion. That's actually not a bad introduction. I'm also author most recently of God, a human history. God, oh. a human history. Is this some sort of atheist tome on the on a kind of like a Christopher Hitchens type thing? Well, it's about the it's about kind of the history of how we have humanized God. Yes. How right. we how we conceive of God in human terms, how we give God our own personalities. I see God as looking somewhat like Des Bishop. Mm. <laughs> you mean white? White and slightly well, I bearded? Per, I meant perfect Gentile features. Despite his, oh yeah. Well, any yeah, skin color, though, would be up <laughs> so, anyway, we're, we're at the crossroads today of a, of Can a lot. Can we get some air conditioning up in this motherfucker? Uh, we have a crossroads today of a lot of uh, important um, events, uh, both a, uh, a white shooter attack yeah. and a terrorist attack. And yeah. um, uh, maybe you'll be able to uh, tell us how uh, your expertise can... Uh, uh, inform those events and enlighten those events. Give us well, your so opinion look, on those so events. But before that, oh, but before that, I have I did a little research on you, and uh, you are a Muslim. Yeah. Though you believe that religion is a man-made construct. That that yeah, that's just a fact. Yeah. And do you or do you not believe in the supernatural? Yes. You do believe in the supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Do I believe you? in God? Yeah, I believe in I believe in God. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, no. Look, religion is different than faith. Those are not the same thing. Faith is—it's mysterious. It's—it's it's individual. It's—it's it's inexpressible. Religion is how we express it, and religion is an institutional thing. It is a man-made, literally a man-made thing. By which I mean, like people with penises, like man-made uh, institution that uh, essentially tries to create some sense of organization to. What is, I think, a universal phenomenon, which is faith. Now, but like all man-made institutions, it's obviously, you know, it's political and it's corrupt and it's... Uh, right. But but this is what I can't wrap my mind around, and then you guys tell me. Jump in. If you if you believe that religion is a man-made thing, you, be mm -hmm. uh, you believe in the supernatural, that's already, to mm -hmm. me, uh, I would I would say that the burden of proof is for somebody to prove that. But if... But if, uh, mm, if that's if, a faulty... Okay. That's a faulty logic. So hold that thought and okay. tell me why. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to know why that's faulty. But if you believe in the supernatural, yet you know that religion is a man-made thing, why would you choose want to call yourself a member of one religion? Because, oh, good question. Because yeah. in my mind, I was every that. religion had to start with a lie. Somebody claimed something, that he saw something, or somebody was special, or somebody did a miracle, and, mm. and somebody knew they were lying. Yeah. And then these spread into a religion... So why would you want to 
become a part of something where, where the fruit the fruit of the poisonous tree kind of. Well, How many questions are in that question? No, no, it's, it's, it's one question. I don't, don't want to step on Dez's feet here. It's all right. I'm Catholic. <laughs> there's there's some fundamental errors in in the way that you just sort like of express now, that question. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> First of all, what do you mean by the supernatural? Let's so start I, there. I can define that. Let's define it. Yeah. That there. I would think um, I, that there are laws of, there, there are scientific laws, physics, whatever, that uh, constrain what can't and can't happen in the universe. That everything in the universe has to obey certain laws, and therefore, at some point, if you have enough information and enough knowledge, everything in the universe is predictable. Dan thinks there's no free will yeah, because but of you, that. Yeah, but you also recognize that those laws are changing depending on what we uh, discover. I'm that, not saying we know the we're laws. we're constantly discovering new ways of thinking. So, therefore, supernatural means that... The difference between supernatural and natural is that which we don't know yet, according to your definition. No. Well, so that doesn't make any no, sense. No, that's not what... That, my, no, my definition... I don't pretend that we know everything or everything couldn't turn out. Maybe there's not an equal and opposite reaction. No, no, no. What I mean but, to uh, say is when you say supernatural, you mean that which is beyond the natural workings of law. But those natural workings are changing depending on new experiences and new discoveries. And so that means the definition of supernatural changes. My definition is something different. I believe that there is something beyond the material realm, something real, an experience that you can have that is more than just about the sum and total of this material world. I believe You believe in that, a soul. In a soul, exactly. You and could, it exists you could forever. say soul. Yeah, absolutely. And when yeah. did it come into being? It always existed? It existed as long as the universe has existed. It is the universe. And our souls are in some well, sort of a know. holding cell somewhere? No, what, no. When, Look, when, when does the soul animate our All right, well, bodies? let me put it this way. What the, about, what, in, 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 in vitro fertilization, where does the soul just... The, the, the laws of nature that you're describing include the most important law of nature, which is the conservation of matter and energy, which yes. means that everything that exists now has always existed and will always exist as long as the universe exists. Right, which, which I can't comprehend, but yes. Right, so that that's fundamentally what someone means when they say that we are, you know, uh, uh, immaterial beings in a material body, yep. that there is a permanence to what I am that is eternal, that has always existed. Now, I think you're saying why that do, your why soul need, is your personality. Why do you need f faith for that? In other words, to me, the supernatural means that, well, we all know that the, the law of the universe is that two plus two is four, mm -hmm. but some greater being can say, no, it's five. And, and I'm going to reshape everything as if two plus two is five, and it'll ripple through the entire universe. Yeah. I can do that because... I'm supernatural. The laws don't apply to me. That's See, but, what God can do, right? But your supernatural being exists outside of the universe and so therefore can do things to the universe. My supernatural is the universe. My supernatural is the consciousness of the universe. This is why I think before you can have an argument about whether there is a God or not, you need to start by saying, what do you mean by God? Because if you start Good. there... Then I think you can actually talk about whether that thing exists. Well, tell us or what not. you mean by if God, you're, and then why if you're, you're a Muslim. Muslim yeah, and then why, why do you need to define it? Yeah. Why can't we just accept that we haven't got a fucking clue? Well, we don't have a fucking clue. That's actually yeah, that's true. That the only and we don't need to have one. The only response. Okay, this is good. So the only the only reasonable response to the question of is there a God or not is I don't know. 
The response isn't no, and now you have to prove that there is, or yes, and now prove that there isn't. The only, the only intellectually honest answer is I don't know. The problem, though, comes with what you just said, Des, which is that when people say I don't know or when they call themselves agnostic or whatever, they don't mean I don't know. They mean I don't give a shit. That's what they mean. They mean they don't care. That's what they actually mean. And I do care because I want, I want to actually have, I think, what I believe is a much fuller human experience. And to have a fuller experience means to connect with something beyond just that which I can experience in the material world. Now, let's connect it to the, to the question of why, why do I call myself a Muslim? Because number one, if I start there, do you believe that there is something more or not? Yes or no? It's just, it's basically a choice. You can't prove it either way. I choose yes, there is. That choice isn't rational. It's experiential. It's about the life that I've had, the feelings that I've had, the experiences that I've had that have made me think that there is more than this. Now, the next question is, does that matter to me or not? And the answer is either yes or no. To me, the answer is yes. I actually want to experience that other thing, but I don't know how to. It's, you know, you're talking about something that is inexpressible. You're talking about something that is totally and utterly unhuman beyond our possible comprehension. So how or, do you- or it's completely human. And the fact that we think we, we can find it is just more of us just deciding that's what we're feeling. It is, well, it is, it is human in the sense that we conceive of it in human terms. So, so I have a question. The, that's the point that I'm making. Yeah. So, okay, so you think that the, I guess you're saying that the urge to believe and, and to create religion is man-made. Yes. However, the fact of the supernatural and a, you know, a creator or whatever it is, is real. So does that... Close. But the, so religion becomes a, a uh, most... Most of all, imposing it like a morality and a moral code on people. Is that moral code objectively true? Does the no. does the force in the universe that you believe exists care whether we kill? No, they don't. No. So then, why call yourself a Muslim? Okay, so yeah, if I'm if I want to actually experience this thing, okay, if I want to experience this this other thing, we can call it God. God is a weird word because it's got all this baggage to it, as we've already experienced in the last few minutes. Right. But whatever. Let's call it Fred. Okay? Let's just call it Fred. Okay? <laughs> Fred is that which exists beyond the material Of course, realm. it's a man's okay? name. Of Typical. course, it's a man. <laughs> um, he, he identifies as a, as a god, though. I this, want is, <laughs> this is Frederick. <laughs> this is Frederick. This is um, Hatem. Frederick. Uh, but I don't know Frederick. I was saying. Frederick. This God's is son. This god just showed up. <laughs> he identifies as a god. That was if you want to experience Fred, how do you do that? How do I experience? How do I talk about it? How do I communicate it? How do I how do I express it in words when really what I'm talking about is something that by definition is inexpressible? I need a language. I need a language. I need symbols. I need metaphors. I need some way to communicate it. That's what religion is. To communicate is. what? Religion, this man-made morality that doesn't actually come from God? Separate man-made morality from the spiritual. Again, what you're doing is that you're taking religion and religiosity and institutionalism and you're divinizing it you're making it divine when in reality these are just people no, I think that's who have created doing. organizations and institutions in order to define the divine and then obviously to control uh, people cup, who who believe a couple I, I, points ahead, if Dan. i could number yes, one is, still haven't gotten to the why the Muslim number part, one is uh, does anybody mm-hmm. notice that he has the exact same voice as our dear friend alingon mitra if you he does, you do, you do, you do. Same voice. Where did you grow up? Iran. 
they did a lingon is from no, not he's from Indian. Indian. He's Indian. Well, then how the hell do they have the same voice? I don't know. You racist. got some sort of racist listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Not <laughs> their ears are just too yeah. yeah. racist. Well, We're all the same to you, a, aren't a we? Is, yeah. A lingon is uh, is um, de- is is they call it Desi, right? The uh, Indian Bangladesh that area is called de- Desi. Anyway. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but, <laughs> next point. Uh, next. Stop point. pretending you know too much. Well, he's Indian. In any case, the next point is is. Yeah, so you, do you or do you not believe that Muhammad is the prophet? I believe Muhammad is a prophet. I believe that lots of people can communicate with the divine. Yeah. You, you believe Muhammad communicated with the spirit I believe world, but didn't get morality. The morality is man-made. What did they talk? What, what was the communication? You know, I don't mean to be flippant. I feel like someone's going to sound no, like me flippant. No, I don't but be flippant at all. It's, so, it's so difficult for me to yeah. wrap my mind around. Well, let's, let's go back for a minute here. So if religion is just a language made up of symbols and metaphors that helps an individual or a community to describe, communicate to themselves and to each other this inexpressible thing that we call faith, which, by the way, is not a man-made thing. Faith is in our DNA. The concept of the soul, or however you want to believe it, the belief that there is more beyond the material realm, that is a universal belief that exists in every culture and throughout all time. I trace it in the book all the way back to before our species even existed. We find religious expressions of religious faith or whatever, spiritual experience, however, in Neanderthals. We can find them in in Homo erectus. We can go back hundreds of thousands of years and see it. I believe that. So there is something in our brain. There is something in the way that our cognitive processes work that make us think this way. Now, some scientists say, well, it's just an accident, it's just a blip, it's an echo, you know, it's meaningless. And some people would say, no, there's a meaning and purpose for it. There's a reason why we think this way. There's a reason why it's part of our, you know, uh, our cognitive processes. There's no, there's no proof either way. It doesn't matter. Well, the, point being, yeah. the point being is, how do I talk about it? How do I talk about it? I need a language. That's what religion is. That's all it is. But why so, have we been so stuck on the, these ancient ones and such restrictive ones? Which well, comes can, back to the, the way, question, you can why choose do you your cho- own. You can choose your own metaphor. You can find your metaphor in yoga. You can find your metaphor in rock climbing. You could find your metaphor in Judaism if you want to. The point is, is that you don't... You can, but you got to get your penis. You got to get the little chopped off thing. But the point is, is that don't confuse the metaphor for the thing itself. So, okay. so, so that's, that's, a good point. that's the argument. And for me, the metaphor that makes most sense when I try to conceive of what this thing Fred is, is the metaphors that Islam provides. But I'm a scholar of world religion. I study the religions of the world. I know better than to take any one religion all that seriously right. or to think that one religion is the right S- metaphor. Well, so it, it seems to me like you're, 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 you're Islam bona fide. Your Muslim bona fides are questionable. <laughs> um, oh, Coming from the Jew, that sounds... Really well, like, I'm yeah, a Jew by ethnicity, <laughs> not by religion. But <laughs> my point is is that it sounds to me like you're, you're Muslim with an asterisk. Let's talk to a real Muslim, Hatem So circumcision, you believe, is a, is, comes from the mystical no. top? Or, so, so, so you're Muslim, but you're ready to just write off the certain aspects of Islam that you think are, are well, not... Well, I'm circumcised. My sons are no, circumcised. You don't, you don't feel there's a, a, that you're going to offend the spread... By not circumcising. I don't think Fred gives a shit about uh, my penis. And uh, dietary rules. Again, these are 
these Fred, are, Fred but these are the religion. This is what makes the religion to me. Right. But yeah. here's the thing is that what I'm asking you to do yeah. is break free of the shell of religion. Look, the Buddha. That's why I would say I the Buddha, if I were you, I wouldn't be a Muslim. I'd here's be, what the Buddha you know, says. Yeah, you would. I'd be a Fredist. Here's what the Buddha says. The Buddha fat. says, yeah. if you want to strike water, you don't dig six one-foot wells. You yeah. dig one six-foot well. Islam is my six-foot well. It's how I drink, strike okay. my water. But I know, like the Buddha knew, that the water that I'm drinking from is the water that everybody is drinking from. Can you imagine? But the water is the same. The well is different. Pick a well. Can you imagine the but ass he gets with this line of I mean, the girls must love this line of horse manure. Are you married? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. And it works really uh, well. Yeah, they love that spiritual shit. I envy you the serenity of, of that kind of uh, There's of nothing feeling. serene about it. Well, to feel, quite, the, to, feel, quite to feel that no, it's a quite I'll say the serenity to think there's a soul that has existed, has always okay. has always existed, and will continue yeah. to exist. I mean, what's more serene than that? I mean, I I would yeah. start thinking, well, okay, there used to be like a hundred thousand people on planet Earth, and maybe we're gonna have like five billion soon. Did those other four hundred, four billion, whatever the math is, mm-hmm. uh, did those souls? They were just waiting. Like well, it doesn't. Loaves I, and fishes, man. This much I will say. You can't. I can't comprehend they, they, any of it. You're thinking this, that each soul is just some some like personality swimming around waiting for a body. Yeah, and this, that's incorrect. This much I will say, and I did read a yeah. theory about this: is yeah. uh, we cannot explain consciousness. Try as we might, that inanimate particles created what we call consciousness. Right. You know, self awareness. That's impossible to explain, and I don't think we're any closer than we were ever. So maybe consciousness, we've got matter, we've got energy, maybe consciousness is a third thing that's always existed. So this is, is that what you're getting in at? In science, this is called panpsychism. That's what and I'm saying. Yes. And it's, a, it's actually a, it's a, scientific, it's a scientific theory that, um, that consciousness is universal and that the universe has, quote unquote, consciousness. Um, and so... It is, it is an old religious theory as well. I, I, it's pantheism in religion, that all things are God and God is all things. It's monism in philosophy. You know, it's the conservation of matter and energy. Whatever you want to say, however you want to break it down, whatever discipline you want to go with, all is one and one is all. The question is, what's your definition of one? My definition of one is God. Dan Dan practices onanism, which is... (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit different. Uh, Now, Wait, wait, can we get hot to me? Yeah, get hot to me. Hot question. Given what you've heard, should this man be allowed to go to Mecca? (laughs) As you know, Mecca... Well... Mecca's authorized for Muslims only, and I don't know from what I'm hearing. Let me tell you something. maybe. Before the show, I was sleeping in bed watching Lost. And then they called me and said, come here. And come on, like, we need a Muslim. Hey, hey, no. We need, we need <laughs> a real Muslim. First of all, <laughs> my, my phone's been ringing off the hook, so I know all the shows is like something is going on. That's how I know there's a terrorist attack if I don't watch the news. But then I come, and I, and I have no idea. I'm like still like, and I'm sitting next to this guy. I'm a huge fan. Oh, awesome. First of all, so... If you don't yeah, know take him, that. Yeah, if like you if he's, Muslim. he's Muslim famous. <laughs> yeah. He's very charming, this Reza guy. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Go ahead. But, uh, I no, don't but, know. but my point is, like, he's he's one of the Muslims. Sometimes, you know, I agree or disagree with a uh, few things, but he's one of the people that studies everything and they make a choice based on facts. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, th- th- 
he is the the kind of Muslim that we want, not just. Uh, we didn't bring you here to big up this yeah. guy. We want. We want. I have just to play say, devil's because, advocate just because you wanted him. To he's clearly the, he's clearly the preferred Muslim. Now I, move on. I want to start with that first. <laughs> okay. Now I did invite him to come to our show, and he didn't return my email. Oh, but, oh. but it's okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so what was the Sorry. question? But <laughs> <laughs> my question yeah, was, can he get into yeah. Mecca? Of course you can. How, how do they verify that you're Muslim if, to get you, to Mecca? If you All you're going to do is just if you say, came, say that. If you came home talking this smack to your father, would he tell you, don't let anybody ever hear you talk that way? <laughs> or would he encourage you? Depends which country we're in. Well, also, <laughs> I, I think that's true of if, all fathers. Like, it yeah. doesn't really, you know. No, it depends what, where, you, where you are. If you, like, say in, um, I don't know, uh, Iran or uh, Saudi Arabia or, you know. Yeah. Wait, where'd be... you grow up in Egypt or Kuwait, I mean? You grew up in Kuwait. I was born in Kuwait and I grew up in Egypt a little bit. But your ethnicity is Egyptian, your ancestry. Correct. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you're getting yeah. that oil money. Yeah. Uh, Jews so. just have to tie right, so everything let's, to money. Let's move on, let's move <laughs> no. on past your... your um... But just quickly, to get into Mecca, yeah. all you got to do is say... I'm Muslim, Muslim, and they let you in. But he is oh, one you of have the, to say the you, you la, have to la, like la, la, say the fat, yeah, yeah, Fatiha, yeah, yeah which yeah. is like so, a little. But yeah, you can, you can get, get in. Yeah, I, yeah. Anybody can get in. So my my particular branch of Islam is Sufism, which is a is a much more mystical branch of Islam. It's been around since the beginning. But to your question, because I know this is what you're trying to get to, yeah, I would say that most Muslim imams and institutions and clerics they look at Sufis. Uh, as goofy, as goofy. goofy yeah, they look. At, they look. They look at the way that all people look at all mystics in any in, in any religion. The way Christians look at Christian mystics or Jews look at Jewish mystics. Is that's why I look at. That's know. why I look at the Hasids. Like I, I look. Yeah, like they're yeah. nuts. But this guy's yeah. a lot more charming than your average Hasid. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, mean, I don't mean to compare. Yeah, they're almost the opposite of mystical. They're very rigid. Well, but they all, no, they're quite mystical actually. Yeah. At the same time, you're thinking the Haredim. They're they're very rigid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the, exactly the what I was thinking. I mean, you know, you took, the words, you took the words right out of my mouth. Okay, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to current events. And I and uh, I, I, yeah, you are you are awesome. I'm gonna tell you why you're awesome. Cause we're coming at you pretty hard, almost <laughs> like close to the line of of dismissive in a way of of, some, of of a PhD in religion, but like because it's so hard for me to get this stuff. But there's but you're so nice and charming <laughs> about it like I'm almost he, re- he, I'm almost ready to convert to Islam he, 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 <laughs> have you <laughs> mission accomplished have you, been, have you ever been told that you're wrong in such nice terms no, no. no, no. Well, you know, this is actually true uh, for every person I convert to Islam I get a virgin uh, is that that part well, of a true, scripture in the Quran? In the, it's in the Quran. Every every person. I just want I, air so miles. The, the way you came onto this podcast is I was having a a a a, 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 a text message debate with Nimesh Patel about the terrorist fight. He probably showed you the, the text messages. He didn't, no. And, um, and he, he found it very important to convince me that the radical Islamic terrorists, for lack of a better term to describe them, I, I've always felt we need, a, we need a different word, like but whatever, that's the only term I can come up with, but whatever they are, uh-huh. says that's not true Islam. Yep. And, yeah, and, and my response is, was to him, look, I don't know whether it's true Islam or not. That's for the Muslim world to adjudicate. I know that there are people in the world who are, who are organizing in the name of Islam who are doing this kind of thing. But I, I imagine, like, you know, my father used to talk about how he would suffer anti-Semitism because the Christians believe that Jews killed Christ. 
And if I went back to him and says, well, no, that's not, that's, that, that's not Christianity. They're interpreting it wrong. Like, he'd be like, don't, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Or the Crusades. No, that wasn't, that wasn't Christians because they were interpreting no. the religion wrong. So, or the Hasids. Like, compare yeah. a Hasid to a Reformed Jew. Like, if, when the, like if somebody said to me, you know, there's Jews who are, are putting penises in their mouth during circumcision to suck the blood. I would, I would say, yeah, they do. I, would, I wouldn't say, well, that's not Judaism, even though I could disagree with that interpretation. So I don't, I don't find, I, I don't find the, the importance of that argument, other than the human, understandable human uh, desire to want to disassociate oneself from what looks to the world. To not say, listen, that's not us. But, but it's it just exists. A cult. If you think of it like a cult, it's easy to disconnect. Yeah, so, but it exists, and we have to protect ourselves from it. And I always thought one of the problems is that we don't have a word to describe it, so that so that which could be the same world that the Muslim use world might use to describe them. So we could kind of cordon them off intellectually. So that I don't know what you feel about that issue. You want me? You want me? Yeah. To well, both of you. Both of you. Well, look, you're not. I mean, look, Nimesh is going to be disappointed in my answer because I have to answer as a scholar first. And the truth of the matter is that we cannot disassociate religion from acts of religious violence. You want a term for it? Religious terrorism is the right term for it. It's terrorism motivated by religion. And I'm like you. I get it. I understand why a community of faith, when confronted by extremism within their faith, why they would want to say that has nothing to do with us. It's just that it's not true. Here is the fundamental fact. A Muslim is anyone who says he's a Muslim. A Jew is anyone who says he's a Jew. A Christian is anyone who says he's a Christian. There is no external force, right? There's no person out there who gets to decide who is and who is not a Christian, even though many people think that they can be that person. So if you are a Muslim, if you call yourself a Muslim, and you think that your religion, your interpretation of Islam, is compelling you to act out violently, we can't just ignore that. We can't just simply say, well, that has nothing to do with Islam, because it does if that person says it does. Here's why Muslims recoil when that argument is made. Because usually people don't mean, well, of course it has something to do with Islam. What they mean is, it is Islam. Islam. That's what they mean. And that's why I think there's so much problems. That's why, that, 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 the problematic aspect of it, you know? That's why we need a different word. Yeah, well, I mean, I, again, I, I prefer religion, religious terrorism, them. right? I mean, look, uh, Dylan, Dylan no, Roof... Religious terrorism describes the, the act of terrorism, but some of these people who feel this way, they might not... not ever actually commit an act of terrorism. We needed a word, a word to describe this ideology. Right. Uh, okay. Well, well, it's Wahhabism, isn't it? Doesn't it have a word? Uh, sure, it depends. Well, look, no. I mean, the, the, the proper term for a non-state uh, entity uh, in, in Islam that uh, takes part in, in the ideology that is responsible for groups like Al-Qaeda and, uh, and ISIS, the term for that is jihadism. We use jihadism despite the fact that it's very, it's a, it's not a, it's, people don't like it. Muslims don't like that word because jihad doesn't mean holy doesn't war. Mean, yeah. It means something else entirely. It's about the struggle of the soul to, to ward off sin um, in Which order to be, be with holy God. could be through holy war, right? It could be through holy war. Yeah, that's one way of doing it. But unfortunately, it's become synonymous with mm-hmm. holy war. However, we use the term jihadism because that's the term that they use to define themselves. But jihadism is a very distinct, very new phenomenon. Like it's barely, it's not even 20 years old. And 
this notion of like recreating the caliphate and getting rid of nation states and reconstituting the globe as a single world order, you know, under their control. These are all very new ideas. But I think because we are so focused on acts of violence that are carried out by brown people and by Muslims. Oh, that, I hate that, it's, I hate that it's you said that. It's all we think about. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's, because, all, it's not because they're brown. That's, that's a, really? That's a real calumny to say to somebody who's, who's worried about <clears throat> terrorism. Listen to me. I'm going to give you facts and figures if they actually matter. The Department of Homeland Security says that the single greatest threat to Americans are white nationalists. Even if you convince... Far more. In fact, twice I, I'm as I'm going to take many. that argument down. But even, even if you convince me that... Uh, that's true, that the, that the fear is misplaced. To, to read the mind and say that, well, you, you, can't, you can't believe this for any other reason. The only reason that can explain this kind of ignorance in your algorithm is because these people are brown, when many of them may not even be brown. No. Uh, is, this is what I'm saying, is that our, our, just focus, our focus is on whether they are brown no, or no, not. No. Okay, well, not between, now, between look, 2011 and 2015, there were 89 domestic terror attacks in America. Of those 89, 11 of them were by Muslims. 14 of them were against Muslims. The rest of them were all by white nationalists. Okay. Of those I think, me, 89, I, I, of those 89, I want to answer this. 44% of all media focus was on the 11 acts of terror okay. and not First of on all, this is the what I, this is what I 78 white, what, white terrorists. This is what I want to answer. First of all, on a worldwide level, you have tens of thousands of people being killed, usually brown on brown. Yeah, tens of thousands of Muslims by, being killed. By yeah. Muslims being killed. So, and they're worried about it. And I know, and I've spoken to many, many, many Arabs who are worried, worried about it, worried about their family being radicalized, worried about their family. So, so that alone is reason to dismiss the idea that it's just because they're brown. But more importantly, and I've compared it, we, we very few people die of polio anymore. More people probably die of the common cold than die of polio. We inoculate everybody against polio. We spend millions of dollars every year to protect against polio. We, the, the cold, we, don't, we, we get as much common cold as we can, and some people die. The, the common cold is white nationalism. Well, you even put nationalism is, is a, I think, a conjecture. But, you know, these white, crazy Supremacists. People, um, uh, serial killers. No, 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 no not serial killers. I mean, uh, terrorists. Ma- mass killers. Yeah. Uh, mass shooters. I don't know if they're terrorists. I don't know what their agenda is. I don't know. Maybe Dylan Roof had an agenda. I don't know. Maybe? Well, because he was also seemed to be nuts. Oh, like, he's nuts because yeah. he's white. No, he's white. He's not, I, I, hold, was the hold, guy was the guy who who I'll drove that. his car? Was he no, nuts? No, hold that thought because I want to talk about that too, okay. but I don't want to get sidetracked. That's important. But we, there, I just read this. It was in a BBC. I can't even believe the number was right. One trillion dollars a year being spent by the Western world yep. to prevent terrorism. Mm-hmm. If you want to compare it to these white serial killers, we got to do the thought experiment. What if we stopped spending that $1 trillion? What if we put TSA back to the way it used to be? What if there was no more surveillance? What if we didn't foil any more plots? What if anybody could bring whatever they want on an airplane like it used to be? What, what if we went back to the world before we spent this $1 trillion? Let's imagine that number of, terror, of, of terrorist killings in America and then compare that to the white nuts who shoot because we don't spend any money to prevent them. And then we can begin to determine the fact that this $1 trillion on a worldwide basis has managed to um, amazingly foil and, 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 protect and prevent many, 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 many things. I mean, you think that 
if, if after 9-11 we hadn't taken any measures, that would be the last time anybody thought to put planes into the, a building. I find the comparison to be apples and oranges. These, these loner white people who decide to get a, an assault rifle, we need, that's a really serious problem. That we don't but do anything that about. We, we may not but do. The there's problem lot, is there's too many hypotheticals. Or, or if we didn't go to Afghanistan, if we didn't go to Iraq, there's too there, many hypotheticals. Maybe, maybe yeah. there's, but there's a lot of problems we don't do enough about. But I do not see anything, I, any reason in the world to you, talk. You, wait, I'm almost finished. I don't see any reason in the world that one of those problems requires a discussion. I can talk about how to stop white serial killers all day long and never occur to me that I have to bring up Islamic terror. Can I, uh, and I can talk about Islamic terror all day. Let's, let's imagine another thought experiment. Let's imagine there were no white serial killers. I love how well, you keep using serial killer uh, when you talk uh, about sorry, white people. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> and I'm, terror I'm, when you talk about... Let, let's imagine there were no white terrorists. Whatever you want to call these white people. For, let's just imagine, for the sake of uh -huh. argument, that wasn't a problem over the last two, 10 years. Now we, have to, we don't have that diversion and we now we have to deal with Islamic terror and only Islamic terror. Yeah. Is that did Islamic terror become a bigger problem? A small it's the same problem. The problem is no greater or less depending on how many white people or white nationalists are killing anybody. You know, it's, it's not, not because they're brown. It's not the I, it, it doesn't hold together. In, in the same sense you had two you wars. Me, in the same sense you have That's two wars problem. against Muslims and you have nothing against white people. Right? Can, can I uh, so can I if you that you you saying I, I'm making what I think is a very logical case that, that one has a, nothing to do with the other. It is a logical case, and they're both case, very serious, and go, not go because they're brown. Uh, I, well, I would just like to say that uh, that uh, one reason that uh, people are more afraid of radical Islam than perhaps uh, white people, white uh, mass killers or terrorists, if you will, is because of 9/11, and because any any ideology that can pull off 9/11, you have got. You have got to just say, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, you think, I mean, these white dudes, they ain't doing no 9-11. I mean, 9-11 was such a incredibly orchestrated, required, required people to come to America, not even know what they're getting into. Just like, okay, take flying lessons. Just take flying. Don't worry. Just take flying. Not, not take flying lessons. Just, just flying. Can I tell you something funny? Get, and we'll tell you how to, and then to pull that shit off. All right, let can I tell you something funny? Yes. Oh, boy. When you asked, so throughout the Arab world, it's a, it's a known fact that Arabs don't believe that bin Laden was responsible for 9-11. Mm -hmm. They don't believe that they believe it was an inside job and all that the stuff. The Jews, you can say. And when you, when you, and the Jews. And when you Man. ask them, as I've done repeatedly, particularly in the, in the, in the immediate, you know, aftermath of 9-11, why? Like, why do you not believe that it was Al-Qaeda or Arabs? To a person, they would be like, there is no Arab that can pull that shit yeah, off. Like, true. you think we can do <laughs> that? True. We can't even, like, get, we can't get a job. Like, there's no possibility that an Arab could have possibly done that. That's only something, it takes is, the sophistication of an America or a Jew. Is that a mass <laughs> uh, inferiority complex in some way? It's just, you know, you know what it is. Yeah, they're like, it's not happening, it's not us. Let me just say something back to your, to your point real quick. Your problem is that you're inflating the costs that we have enacted against a real threat with the level of importance or the level of danger that that threat represents. And that is absolutely false. We spend trillions of dollars because it's a profit money-making machine. We take off our shoes at the airport despite the fact that it makes not one fucking iota of difference uh, because one yeah. guy tried to light his shoe. Yeah. It you, makes you, no you, you, difference no, at all. But, but, but you can't back that up. That's your opinion, but you can't back that up. Actually, there's... We can Google right now T 
TSA success rates. No, no, you can't it's, back up. It's that literally like ten to twelve percent. No, that I know success but, rate. But you can't back. Listen, you can if you you can stop uh, pulling people over for speeding, and once everybody knows there's no more cops on the road checking for speeding, you're going to see a huge increase in the the, the average. Uh, speed on the highways. Nevertheless, we know it's very easy to speed and not get caught. But what, you're, what I'm saying is that you can't back up that you know that this is actually a, a cynical, a venal thing that people are doing this no, to make I money. Think like it's like Barack, fear. Barack Obama was in the White House making decisions no, about national security I think, I think based on it's money. A, I think it's a gut response to an irrational fear. It's an overreaction to an irrational fear. Is there a problem of uh, Islamic terrorism in the United States? Obviously, we have had homegrown domestic terror attacks in the United Not States. Not since we started spending the trillion dollars. No, yes, we have. But yeah, much, yeah, much yeah, less. We just had one a week ago. Mm-hmm. But yeah. much, much less. The point is this. Those attacks by Muslims in America absolutely are dwarfed by the number of attacks by white terrorists. Not white serial killers. Not white mentally unstable people. people. I mean Which white people. Okay, well, let's start now. Uh, Dylan Roof was radicalized by his Christian nationalist, right-wing, white supremacist views. He walked into a church, killed nine people, including a government official. Wade Michael Page was radicalized by his Christian nationalist, white uh, views. He walked into a Sikh temple and killed six people. Probably because he thought he was they were Muslim. So not only was he a bigot, but he was a moron. But you got to get to thousands to start dwarfing the, uh, the the last 15 years of Islamic terror. No. Well, what no, about no. 9-11? Well, talking about Ameri- attacks oh, on America. What about yeah. 9-11? Of course. Yes, We are, 9-11 was, as and we I, already and discussed. I would ex- and, and is it not fair to expand it to Europe as well? Well, I mean, first of all, we're not we're not in Europe. We're not no, living in Europe. But, but even in Europe, according to Interpol, between 4 and 7% percent yeah. of... Terror attacks have been, quote unquote, as they put it, religiously inspired, and the rest are by white. I, I, I don't know what anybody else thinks. I, I really have trouble with this line of it because I I want whoever makes the decision. Let me about tell you why you have trouble with this line of reasoning. Because they're brown. Go ahead, say no. It. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Because it's how you feel. No, I'm not. Yes, it no, is. No, let me tell you what. I'm going to tell you 100. You're wrong. I want the guy deciding how much money needs to be spent to fight terrorism, to decide how much money needs to be spent to. Dis- to to fight terrorism based on facts and and uh, uh, what's presented to and, him and by people. And you really think that that's and, what and, the decision and, and, is? And no, I don't that's know. If, I don't know if it is. Or, I don't know if it is or it isn't. There is no reason in the world that when they're deciding how much money they need to infiltrate ISIS or whatever it is that they feel, or, or websites or Stuxnet or whatever it is that they think they need to keep us safe, or whatever it is that they need to say. But by the way, I need to know how many uh, how many people were killed last year by some white nationalists. It's or it is apples and oranges. One has nothing that they should spend as much as they need, if possible, to stop the white terrorists. Any terrorist. But the fact is that until recently, and it's changing, I think, before our eyes, where you have these people being radicalized alone in a room with their computer screen, and now maybe they're becoming much more similar to the the white loners. Until recently, this was an organized thing where most of these white guys were by themselves. Dylan Roof famously lamented he couldn't get anyone other white supremacists around he was frustrated he couldn't he tried he went on message boards he couldn't get any allies so he went and shot up the church now the, the i think the mental illness question is legitimate of a muslim or a white person somewhere there is somewhere there is a difference between someone who was born in an ideology i think the orlando killer might have been an example of uh, a mentally ill 
Muslim. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and if he's mentally ill, I would not call him a terrorist, no matter what he claims about Allah or ISIS. I mean, if, if the reason you do something is because you have voices in your head, you know, then the fact that you identified it as a with a with a with a uh, with a political ideology or an agenda is is a, is a coincidence. It's it's random. It could have been any agenda. Can I can I just ask a yeah. question? Yeah. Because yes. I always think about it in terms of the IRA. You know. Yeah, yeah. Of course I you do. Raised <laughs> to think the IRA was great. To the, then explain I to the listener why you because you you're Irish. Yeah, I'm Irish American. We you know Irish yeah. Americans love the IRA. Then I moved to Ireland when I was 14, and all of a sudden Irish people were like we hate the IRA. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody. Yeah. They're, they're freedom fighters. So. Uh, uh, but obviously, it's it's not a direct comparison because they had like a specific goal, and then when that goal clearly wasn't going to be realized, they compromised, right? So now you don't get uh, mm. terrorism in the UK anymore, right? You From still Irish get it people. in Ireland. You don't really. Uh, I mean, it's very limited. About but anyway, let's not get into that because yeah, I, I yeah, definitely okay. almost as confident as Noam when it comes to those facts. Very limited, okay. like okay. a tiny. Yeah, yeah. Compared yeah. to before. Yes. So. Absolutely. Now, but now it's kind of gone. So what? My two questions are, what are these people fighting for? And secondly, is there any hope that in the future it will fade like it did in Ireland? That's a good question. Uh, uh, the, these people, he means us. I know. That's no, <laughs> I don't, actually. I don't. Okay. I mean, I mean well, terrorists. Let me clarify. For me, I have a clear delineation between Muslims and terrorists. Right. So the IRA <laughs> was a terror organization. It was, it's what we would refer to as religious nationalists. In other words, they using religious ideology, had nationalist ambitions, okay? Not global ambitions. And so a, a good, here's, okay. Yeah, I mean, the, it wasn't really religious. Parallel. It was more because they were, they were forced into a corner because religion, of their identity. Religion is identity. Religion is identity. Religion isn't beliefs and practices. Religion is who you think you are in the world. So it can't be separated from politics. It can't be separated from economics. It's all, it's all intertwined in the same way. But the fundamental issue is, is that if you, wanna, if you want a, a comparison to the IRA, Hezbollah would be a good comparison to the IRA. Hamas would be a good comparison to the IRA. These are religiously inspired terror groups who have nationalist ambitions. Hezbollah wants Lebanon. Hamas wants Palestine. The IRA wanted Ireland. Wanted unification. Now, now what about, what, what about what? Al-Qaeda? So um, that's exactly what I'm getting to, yeah. So in those cases, the answer is always political accommodation. It, it's always, when, when you force them in a corner, like you said, when you take away their nationalist ambitions, then they have no choice but to radicalize and respond in violence. When you do the opposite, like Jerry Adams did, right? And say, okay, we're going to actually integrate you into the political system. We're going to allow you to be a part of the the uh, you know the public marketplace of ideas with rules. You have to you know you have to have the rules. You got to put your guns down. But now you can actually have a role in the government. What you see is moderation and accommodation. By the way, that's exactly what's happened to Hezbollah. Hezbollah has not been responsible for an act of terrorism ever since they've become part of the government. They are actually literally members of the government. Now they have a stake. So that's what happens. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are a different brand. They're, that's why we call them jihadists. They are not nationalist. They are transnationalist or actually Another way of describing them is anti-nationalist. Al-Qaeda has no nationalist ambitions. They don't want to build a state. They think all the concept of a state is anathema 
to Islam. They think it's a sin to even define yourself in national terms. They want to get rid of all states, all boundaries, all ethnicities, all nationalities. They want to reconstitute the globe in a single world order. Same thing with ISIS. So that's the difference in Islam between an Islamist group, Hamas, Hezbollah, we have nationalist ambitions, we have something concrete that we want, set of grievances that can be addressed, and a jihadist group, which is this like, we were fighting a cosmic battle between the forces of good and evil over the entire nature of, of the planet as we know it. Are you saying this, because I, I, I might agree with you, that sometimes there's a goal, doesn't even have to be national, it's civil rights, whatever it is, and in order to sell that goal, you call on the the uh, on the religion that everybody has in common that moves people. So, so yeah, it has the most currency. Yeah, yeah. bring kind of to unite people. So you know, Martin Luther King appealed to Christian. The civil rights movement was a Christian movement. Yeah. Well, and Jewish. I mean, it was mostly at first it was mostly Jews, right? Who were who were who it, were, they, okay. they were the Jews, Jews were at the forefront yeah. of what was a Christian movement. Yes. Why why is it a Christian movement? Because it was a movement that was born and bred in the pulpits okay. of the Deep South, okay. of Deep South churches. Uh, okay. Anyway, I, what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 but it's not. It wasn't. It, what I mean, it was. It was the um, the bigotry and the wanting to and to overcome yeah. the bigotry, real which came, grievances. Which, which came real grievances, which came first, right? And actually. That's always kind of colored my thinking about, you know, like the Palestinians, for instance, who might, who might uh, dress up their anti-Israel thing in Islamic themes. I'm like, yeah, but they, but they, they really want, it's a fight over land, and I get that. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to Al-Qaeda, right. which really seems to be religious, pure, pure, pure religious hate. Or cosmic. So I use the, I use the term cosmic, okay. right? Because in their minds, in Al-Qaeda's mind, they're not fighting a real war. It's not, it's not a war between armies and, you know, for land and things like that. They're fighting a cosmic war. They're fighting a war between good and evil, a war that can only be won at the end of time, which is why things like human morality don't make any difference, right? You can kill children. You can kill women. What does it matter? Because we're not actually acting ourselves. We're just pawns in a, in a, in a battle between God and the devil. Here's why I think it's important to make a distinction, because you said, what do they think? And I said, well, it depends on what you mean by they, because groups like Hamas, groups like Hezbollah... No, but I, I, I actually mean the current problem, which is like ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and this whatever, well, a, whatever they're fighting for. It's a multifaceted problem. That's mm -hmm. the thing, is you got to differentiate the problem. And groups that are nationalist... They have very real grievances, and those grievances can be addressed. There is a possibility for political moderation. It's, it's been done repeatedly, and it can be done. Groups like Al-Qaeda and ISIS, who are fighting more of a, a war of the imagination, that's... You, it's, I mean, there's no accommodation. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... So what do you do? As, as, it, what does the world the, do? The only response is a, pol a police and military response. So it's investigative work, and in cases where it's necessary to stop genocide, uh, it's a military response. And support the Muslim world when they were fighting them first. And they're still fighting them now. Yeah. It's so funny but how we, we like, start... America is like patting itself on the back for for like destroying ISIS. ISIS is destroyed. I mean, yeah. there there's its ideology exists, but the organization is gone. Who do you think destroyed ISIS? America. 
No. No. Oh, no. no. Syrians. <laughs> Syrians. Iraqis. Iranians. <laughs> Lebanese. Muslims. America, America yeah. just opened the jar, but they've been loosening it the whole time. <laughs> but, the, but the problem well, is that we, we did help, right? I mean, it's a joint. It's a joint effort. You did send Playstations, but you know. <laughs> I mean, those big bunker busting <laughs> bombs. That was America, right? But now, Ru Russia helped too. In the beginning, uh, in the maybe, beginning, yes, no. they were freedom fighters, and they were like the Muslim Brotherhoods, for example. You know, some of them are great, some of them are using violence. You know, and Obama uh, supported them. You know, right. till they get to Egypt, for example, they allowed ISIS to take all over Sinai, training camps, all that, and now we're fighting to get them back out. Right. You know. So well, we're all, speaking of the of war till the end of time, we're basically almost out of time based on what time you committed to us. And I was kind of hoping to see you guys fight about something. We I really fight about something. There's got to be well, something. Probably soccer. He's oh, not, no, are you could, Sufi? Well, no. no, no Sufis are fucking ridiculous, I, man. I, Go ahead. We can have, have, have an Arab, <laughs> we can have an Arab Persian fight. I, I don't easily. like the word jihad that he uses. Jihadist all yeah, the time, I for example. You know, because it's 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 a good word. You know, but that ship has sailed. Jews stay out of this. You like already, <laughs> call, already closed no, it The only time no, I ever heard him use the word... like saying gay means happy. I mean, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I ever heard him use the word jihad when he was telling me about his date the night before. <laughs> <laughs> his sex life. I don't like... Hey, listen, I don't like it either, but, you know... And now, yeah, qu a question with regard to... Do we have any more time? I have. Well, a, he has to go, I think. Okay, wait, quick, we can yeah, talk I'll about well, it real quick. Well, yeah. uh, okay, now these white folk that are causing something of a stir down there with them guns... Yeah. Uh, we can't uh, throw them out. They're here, and that's it. That's that. But so you know, I mean, we can lock them up. Whatever. We can lock them up, and we are locking them up. But with regard to people coming into America, uh, we can be uh, restrictive and cautious. And so, where do you stand on extreme betting? <laughs> there, we look. We already do, quote-unquote, extreme vetting. The idea that, like, our, our borders are completely open and anybody can just walk in here is a fucking lie that this orange clown keeps repeating over and over again until people start believing that that's true. Our refugee, the process for a refugee to come to America is so unbearably restrictive. It takes years and years and years for someone fleeing genocide to finally get into this country. Making it a little bit harder makes no difference at all. And, by the way, there has never been, ever, ever, an attack on America by any refugee, ever. It's their, there it's has first never generation. Been, there has never been an attack on America, by the way, by anyone on any of uh, President Trump's banned list of countries. Has there no. ever been an attack thwarted? on America by any of these people. I don't know the answer because I, I always say to myself, well, you know, they thwart a lot of attacks. Mm, do they, they though? According to, you know, what I've read. I uh, think, I think, I think that, look, I don't want, we don't have time for this. There's I don't know the great, answer. I'm, great not, piece I'm not, on I'm not, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm really no we not. didn't get into Islamophobia. We didn't even get to deal with that. Next week. Next well, week. maybe week, Reza um, will come back would you come one back? day. Absolutely, I'll come yeah, back. Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah, good conversation. Well, for, I love for well you know, it's, right? I, it's a perfect it's a conversation. Yeah. I don't know that if Reza is used to, um, you know, uh, not having his ass kissed. Uh, I am not used uh, to it. Have you and seen? I would appreciate <laughs> if you all. Oh, we, we really ran at him, but good. <laughs> Have you seen his interviews with Fox News? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh you've done interviews with Fox News? Oh my God! Yeah, I've done. Yeah. With who? With who? Are you feuding with Ben Shapiro? No, 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 that's okay. not me. 
Who did you no. interview? Who interviewed yeah. you on Fox News? Uh, it was Lauren Green. It was just it was a, a viral interview that in oh, 2013. Oh, she, she plays the piano. Oh, I, I think I a, saw it actually. I wrote no. a book about Jesus, and and she didn't think that she I, I should have. I should have done that. Why? Because you're not Christian. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's silly. Wait, speaking of books, did I mention that I have a book out now? You did at the beginning, but I think it's worth repeating. It's called God, A Human History. And it's about the human history of God. Well, I'm going to order it. That does sound interesting. I look forward to reading it. But I want you to sign it for me next time you come. Absolutely. Is that a deal? Um, All right. Thanks, you guys. And by the way, uh, I thought this was an interesting episode. What our listeners will think, I don't know, because this is a... Comedy. It was funny. Oriented. Uh, they listened to Marin's podcast. Yes, you, he did. was on Marin's. This is podcast. such an That's important right. conversation. Why would you care yeah. if it's funny I, or not? I yeah. wanted to research I agree with Marin, you, but, but, but it was <laughs> pre, it was premium, and I couldn't get couldn't. Yeah, you got to pay for but it. But yeah, some yeah. people would prefer we focus on the 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 and, business of stand up and the and, and the world means, of stand up. Some people he means it. Okay, pardon, uh, sir. I like a nice mixture. I know you have to go. It was truly a pleasure and an honor. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Nice you, to meet you. The food here is not halal, but it's free if you want it. Yeah, if you, if you want to have dinner or you want gotta, to see a comedy I gotta, show, I'll come back. But Anytime. I got to. All right, uh, we, we, we can wrap it up. Hot time, you got anything you want, else you want to say about. Uh, we can talk about Rezzy now. No. Yeah. He seems like a nice chap. He was also awesome. a little misguided, man. Uh, <laughs> no, no, he's, he's, he's really. Um, uh, he's been um, recently um, all over TV and, and stuff in the Arabic world defending Islam because of his interview with CNN. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see An it. interview with Fox. They both attack it. him because he's Muslim. So he had a great response to it. So he's been, he's been, he's been like a, a big thing in the Arabic world lately, you know. Well, you need a guy well, like so. He's a real coup, man. I think so. we gave it to him harder than he's used to getting it. Uh, that's what well, I you all, you did this, the last time I was on, you did the same, you come straight out, like. Well, why, what am I going to. No, it's very entertaining. I'm, I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying that's your method. Well, but let me <laughs> but, tell you, I, I, I have a guy here, he's a thinker. I don't want to patronize him. I'm, I'm nobody. No, I, I want to. No, I, I, I got the impression he was very happy with your method. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was. Yeah, bothered. he was. No intellectual should be. I wouldn't be. He would use big words, and me and Dan will be like. Uh, <laughs> Dan okay. gets them. It was just you. No. <laughs> well, I'm a native English speaker. Hatem is his second language. Uh, if that's How true. do you know? Well, I believe you're an Arabic speaker. Maybe uh, it's a third language. Or a third language. So it's obviously it's some true. of the words he won't get. But uh, Is it true. possible for us to find, can you get us a real like ISIS guy like to meet and talk oh, to? Oh, that would be interesting. Before or after? What do you mean before? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'd like to meet like like Donahue in the old days used to have well, like I KKK guys. Well, here's guys. the problem. I, I, I can, the brown thing is that really bothers me. You know, I well, spoke to... Such a, well, there was a very interesting thing on NPR today about if you if you look at ISIS and Al-Qaeda as doomsday cults, it's a lot easier for you to get your head around, how, uh, you know, what they're thinking. Yeah, I mean, I'm worried about it. The very the very accusation, and it's because, like, I, like I care what but color why, they are. Why like, can't, like, if why it was the KKK, we, I'd be okay Why with can't it. we use it? You know, if this is our defense line, like you use anti-Semitic, we'll use brown. Well, that's interesting because I was going there, like because it used to be the argument was that we're not, we can't be anti-Semitic. Be, Arabs would say because yeah. we're, Jews are Semites, we're Semites too. Yeah. Does that mean we, that we're brown people? The Jews are brown people? Like if you we're just Semites, want to be into anything. Yeah, you guys want to be part <laughs> of everything. Right, Speaking are. of the ISIS uh, guy or whatever, I spoke to the lady that uh, you know uh, follow. Uh, you remember the one we had in the first episode? Yeah. The problem is the Homeland Security is gonna follow us here. Uh, uh, you so know, we'll what go I'm to the mosque. We'll, we'll take the remote crew to the mosque. Anyway, <laughs> we got, we got. Why not? We got to wrap it up. Anything, Des? You got any final? No, like, I've. I, well, I what have, do you think? 
Uh, about in general? Yeah, any, no, well, I mean, I think. Did you I learn think anything a, today? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the earlier part of the conversation was was very interesting about consciousness. I mean, I w- if we had kept on that, I'd still I'd still be of the opinion like, why the fuck do we need to figure it out? We don't know. We're just making guesses. Did, our lives are not richer by sort of living a, a charade. Did, did you understand why he feels he's a Muslim? No, we uh, never. I, that's the one thing I'm disappointed is we didn't finish that. We tried. There may, may not be an answer to that question because it's such an ancient. All the you know all maybe, the main religions is to this. maybe it's just better for book sales. No, because you know Muslims in style now. Like it's a, it's a I, hot topic. I will presume to tell you what the reason is. Okay, it's the mist. Lincoln said the mystic cord of memory. It's something inside us that 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 uh, that we long to be part of what we are. But yeah, belonging. Born, I, I wanted to bring that up about the sense of belonging and how important. I mean, it he is. was born Muslim, and in the end, he, that's what he's most comfortable with. Yeah, because that's what he knows. That's or what he maybe it's just the right decision. Or maybe, or maybe just he. Yeah, maybe the, he wants to be right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, on that show, Dan. Right. Uh, say nothing. Good night. Uh, say good night. Good night. Bye bye. Good night, everybody. Good night.